This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Today, I want to tell you about Willie O'Ree. Willie O-apostrophe-R-E-E. He was the first black person to play in the National Hockey League. Now, the National Hockey League just had its all-star game a couple of weeks ago. And when I was doing my research for that, because there was some racial incidents that happened with a few players. By the way, out of the nearly 700 players today in the National Hockey League, roughly about 25 of them are black. So, you know, there's a lot of racial um, disharmony I guess not with the players per se but there was an incident recently with a player who got suspended for using a racial slur but I want to bring up Willie O'Ree because my goodness I don't know what that was like in the 1950s to be the first black man to play hockey well I'm gonna tell you about it in a second by the way Willie O'Ree still living there's a documentary actually celebrating his playing time and his life ESPN put it out so you can go to ESPN.com and check that out it's called Willie He's in the Hockey Hall of Fame, inducted in 2018. He was born October 15, 1935, in Fredericton, New Brunswick, Canada. And I'm going to get to the Canada connection in a second. But as I was reading up on Willie O'Ree, I was like, who's the first black person to play in the NBA? We know Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in baseball. We know that, right? It's history. But how come we never heard about Earl Lloyd? who broke the color barrier in the NBA. I never heard about him till today, which is part of the journey that I'm taking us on. You know, this is technically Black History Month, but you know I do black history every day. And I'm like going to celebrate and highlight people I've never heard of before. So in addition to Willie O'Ree, I wanna highlight Earl Lloyd, the first black person to play in an NBA game. He went to the, uh, he was an All-American at West Virginia State University. He also was drafted with the 100th pick in the ninth round of the 1950 NBA draft by the Washington Capitals. His nickname was the Big Cat. And the reason why Earl Lloyd was the first player, because there were three players drafted in that, in that 1950 draft, is because his game was earlier than the other guys. So he scored six points on Halloween night, October 31st, 1950, one day ahead of Chuck Cooper, who was drafted by the Boston Celtics, and four days ahead of Nat Sweetwater Clifton, who was drafted by the New York Knicks. So three people went in at the same time, but Earl Lloyd was the first person to actually play in an NBA game, and he actually helped lead the Syracuse Nationals, who he was later traded to, to a national championship in 1955. So that's Earl Lloyd. Who was the first black person to play in the NFL? The first black person to play in the NFL. I didn't know until today. His name is Kenneth Washington. Kenneth Washington. And what's cool about Kenneth Washington is that his dad was a Negro baseball league star. His name was Edgar Blue Washington. And Kenneth played for UCLA, where he grew up in, of course, in the L.A. area. He played for the UCLA Bruins, where basketball was actually John Naismith. But anyway, I'm digressing. Kenneth played football and baseball. He was a standout letterman uh, in football and baseball for UCLA. And in many um, ratings, they rated him ahead of Jackie Robinson in baseball. But he was a standout in football. He was a tailback. He could pass. He could run. He rushed for 9,975 yards in his college career, which is, was, was a UCLA record for 56 years. <laughs> he was drafted by the Cleveland Rams. So the Cleveland Rams, when they moved to Los Angeles, actually was 
drafted by the Los Angeles Rams because they moved to Los Angeles, and it was a lot of pressure on them to integrate. A lot of pressure, uh, especially by the Los, Los Angeles Tribute. They had a really dope-ass sports editor named William Clay. Um, Will, excuse me, William Clare, Hallie Harding, uh, who was really big on, like, we need some color here. And the um, the Rams signed Washington March 21st, 1946. He played for three years, three seasons with them, and he was injured for most of that. But he still led the league in yards per carry in his second season, and he even had a 92-yard touchdown, which remains the Rams' team record for the longest run from scrimmage. Uh, he retired in 1948. When he retired, 80,000 people attended his final game. That's how amazing he was. So uh, three names you should know. First black man to play in the NBA, Earl Lloyd. First black man to play in the NFL, Kenneth Washington. We already know Jackie Robinson. Can't forget him. And Willie O'Ree, the first black person to play in the National Hockey League. And what's ironic about this is that there's no National Hockey League without black people. Deborah's home was stolen. No, I don't mean thieves stole stuff. I mean scammers literally stole her home. The FBI calls title theft one of the fastest-growing white-collar crimes. And this story is why you need home title lock. Deborah says criminals found the title to our home online and filed fraudulent documents claiming they owned our home. Wait, it gets worse. Deborah goes on to say, I was evicted from my own home and 85 grand in equity, gone. Nobody believes you can get your home stolen this easily. This is why you need Home Title Lock, because no insurance or bank protects your home from title theft. First things first, go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if your home's title has been tampered with. You need to protect the legal title to your home so you don't end up like Deborah. Go to HomeTitleLock.com now for 60 risk-free days of protection. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Yep. I mean, we could say that about any sport, but this is a sport which is, like, very racist, which has very few black people in it. You know, the NBA is, like, 90% black, probably closer to 95% black. The NFL is 75% black. The Hockey League, the NHL, has 25 out of, like, 700 people, okay? You do the math on that. It's ridiculous. But the way the goalies play, the slap shots and all of that comes from the Africans that I w I'm going to say invented this particular brand of hockey in Nova Scotia, okay? So, again, Halifax, the Halifax Eurekas, who we uh, now have a stamp to, Canadians, they, they just released a stamp, a postage stamp featuring the 1906 Halifax, Halifax Eurekas to commemorate the black hockey players in Canada. They had 400 African Canadian players, 400 across Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, and Prince Edward Island who participated in one of the first hockey leagues in history. The Colored Hockey League is credited with having, um, allowing the goaltender to leave his feet to cover the puck. That happened in 1900. That practice was not permitted anywhere else until the formation of the National Hockey League in 1917. But 17 years before that, and before that, Africans were doing that. 
there's a whole book called Black Ice, The Lost History of Colored Hockey League of the Maritimes from 1895 to 1925. Uh, you should get that book if you really want to read up on it. But the slap shot was invented by a guy named Eddie Martin, a black person who was on the Halifax Eureka in 1906. So don't let anybody tell you that hockey is a white man's sport. The hockey that they play in the NHL right now would not be played if not for black people. And I want to really shout out Willie O'Ree, who um, in his documentary talks about, you know, the racism that he experienced. And, and I, you know, I think about uh, the, the horrors, you know, I think about what that must have looked like, you know. Um, but he grew up playing hockey, as many black Canadians did. And, you know, when recently asked about the racism that's still there, he said, I thought we've come a long way, but it looks like we've taken one step forward and two steps back. He said, I guess it's going to take a while before racism is over. He said, I don't know if it will ever be over. And that's, and that's really sad, you know. Um, and he talks about the one time when he really, you know, one of the worst times that uh, he experienced racism. He was um, playing for the Bruins during a pre-game warm-up in Chicago. An opponent, he said, came across, slashed him on his ankles, you know them hockey sticks, and made some racial remarks. I'm sure he called them the N-word or monkey, which is the, the, their favorite word to use now. And O'Ree said it didn't bother him. But during the game, the same uh, player drove the butt end of his stick into O'Ree's mouth and busted out his front teeth, broke so O'Ree got into a fight, broke the stick over the player's head. Of course, the bench is cleared. He was in his dressing room getting stitched up, and the coach said to him, you know, maybe you don't go back out because the fans, you know, are getting violent. And he said, I just bowed my head, and I meditated, and I said to myself, Willie, if you're going to leave the league, it's because you don't have the ability or the skills to play anymore. I'm not going to let some player get me off my game. And, you know, he had to keep his head. But I just think about, like, playing a sport, and, you know, part of playing, because I, you know, I'm, I'm a trash talker in life, <laughs> you know, so I get how you can mentally get into somebody's head to give yourself an advantage, but really it's because you don't have the skill, you know, anytime I, you know, well, that's not true with cards, but, you know, um, for the most part, you can't compete, so you talk trash, and trash talking is different, though, than the racial slurs, I think. Jordan is a, was a trash talker. Uh, Floyd Mayweather is a trash talker. And, of course, there are some people at the top of their game who, try, who talk trash when they're playing because that's part of getting that part of this get, the game is mental. But that racial stuff, that racial stuff really is about I can't compete with you. You're faster, stronger, better than I am, and I can't compete with you, and so I'm going to get you to be suspended. They do that to Serena all of the time. They, they try to harass her out of her game, and it's ridiculous. And it just tells me that people are afraid, and they're afraid mostly of the competition. The NHL should be ashamed of itself to allow a league primarily founded by black people to have just a handful of blacks, like two, two blacks on each team. And to think that that's okay. When I, when I was growing up, you know, a lot of times people, and I believe this too, would think that hockey is a white man's sport. And that's because it's not taught in our schools. The truth, the, the history of hockey, not taught. I'm just now learning it. I knew about Halifax and I knew about Nova Scotia because I read, you know, and I knew about, you know, the early, the early days when, you know, um, the Revolutionary War, a lot of black people ended up in Canada. I knew about that.
and I had read different things about hockey, but I didn't know to the extent from the slap shot to how the goalie can come up from his feet. That is black. We did that, and they do it today. And I'm, listen, I'm doing this particular podcast and telling this story about Willie O'Ree because I need us to understand the power of what is brought to the table. And and I recently um, I, I met you know in Jersey with somebody I'm doing business with, and their son was playing in a hockey league. They have a hockey league at the um, arena in downtown Newark. And I was like, black kids? And she was like, yeah, black kids. And I was, I smiled about that because, yeah, I personally don't like the cold and the ice, but damn it, you know, we should not steer our kids from any sport or any um, outlet that they can excel in, especially when there are scholarships available and a whole lot of money to be made with the same skills that uh, kids are using on the football field, with the same skills of running and jumping and the, all of that, you master that skating, it's the same. It's the same. And it just opens the playing field. I need us to be in lacrosse. I need us to be golfing. I need us to play tennis. I need us to play table tennis, badminton, anything that can get us into the scholarship space and get us into some of that professional funding, video games, I'm here for it all. And so um, this this whole month, I'm going to be highlighting people that I didn't know until today who have done amazing things like Willie O'Ree, and we're going to span different genres, not just sports. So um, if you have any suggestions, I'm here for it. Follow me on Twitter at Karen Hunter. I'm here to learn as well as to teach. Follow me at Karen Hunter on Twitter. Use the hashtag podcast so I can search for your comments and search for your suggestions and also share this. Did you know who Willie O'Ree was before today? You're welcome. Also check out my YouTube channel and subscribe to it. Karen Hunter show. And of course, listen to me on the radio Monday through Friday on Sirius XM. Uh, get the app, get the app. All right. Appreciate you till next time.